can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Swimming pool industry icon Robert Lowry, known to his friends as Bob, Bob Lowry, a scientist in the pool industry for the last five decades, has passed away on Wednesday of this week. During his 47 years, Mr. Lowry founded and co-founded two chemical companies, Leisure Time Chemical and Robar. Bob also co-owned an industry trade newspaper for swimming pool service technicians called Service Industry News. That was back in 1985. He was the technical director for Leslie's Pool Mart, the world's largest pool store. Bob was also the technology officer for Dell Ozone, ozone generator manufacturer. He has been consultant to numerous corporations, including DuPont, Olin, Nalco, Arch, and FMC, as well as to pool industry companies such as Natural Chemistry, Lamont, ITS, Pentair, and Jacuzzi. Bob has his handprint on the back of many a pool pro. His contributions to education have been immense. I can tell you early on in my career, the contributions from Bob in education are also vast. If we could just give Bob just a moment in remembrance before we jump into our regularly scheduled program, because again, this week on November 17th, 2021, an industry icon, Robert W. Lowry, has passed. Now join Rudy and Andrea in their episode, What to Do with Delinquent Customers. Welcome to the Talking Pools podcast. I'm Andrea, and this is my co-host. Hello, my name is Edwin. <laughs> How are you? You know what? that. Hey, everybody, this is... <laughs> this is the Talking Pools show, and I am Rudy Stankwitz, and I am here with... Uh, you're with me. I'm Andrea Nanini. I've got a question for you. What is it? What do you do when somebody owes you money? I mean, you got a customer. You're a small business. Uh, you get a crowbar. You got to get a what? Uh, I mean. You know, sometimes when I'm talking to you. What was the question? Fine. So what do you do when somebody owes you money? You can't go out there and backhand a bitch anymore nowadays. <laughs> you can't break their arm. You can't break their leg. You can't cut a mother. What are you supposed to do if somebody owes you money? No, seriously. Small businesses depend upon getting paid. You have to. And you know what? Shorting somebody a hundred bucks in a small business is not equal to shorting Macy's a hundred bucks or Kmart. It's not the same. You're taking food out of some kid's mouth when you do that. So I agree. as a small business owner, what are, I mean, sorry, this subject gets me heated. It pisses me off. Mm -hmm. You've had it happen. I've had it happen. There are hundreds of people who've <laughs> had it happen. Uh, 
Well, I can tell you from the experience that I had is stand your ground for one. Other than that, uh, my situation didn't escalate beyond me telling her she better have my money. Uh, and that seemed to do the trick, but, um, I mean, I've never had to, uh, that was a family, family guy reference, <laughs> bitch, but, oh no. Yeah, it was a family. Anyway, I've never had to like go to collections. I did threaten her that I would, but that was enough. Yeah. But can you actually go to collections? You can. I, why? How are I you thought I was, I was, I was told I could. Well, you can try, but then you're going to have to find a collections agency that's willing to deal with a small business. It's probably going to be a one or two time thing a year, and the dollar amount's probably not going to be very interesting to them. Well, you know what? We don't need to tell everybody about this because it worked just threatening her with it. So. <laughs> keep it on the deal. So if you're a if you're a homeowner, just pretend you didn't hear that. Exactly. <laughs> so, but the point being is we don't have a lot of options open to us. I've had it happen my first year. My first year, I had a couple of people short me when I was out there doing service, pissed me off to no end. You know what? I needed that money. Mhm. Especially in your first year, you're starting out, right? And people And if I they mean, keep doing it, the bill it adds up. So I immediately switched to charging in advance. Mm -hmm. Pay me now or I will not show up. Do the pay, charge for the month on the first of the month. There's no prorated bullshit. When you had your service company, how did you do your billing? Was it the same or did you bill afterwards? What did you do? Um, well, when I first started, I, you know, didn't know anything. Uh, and I picked up a few tricks but yeah, definitely billing for the first of the month. I pro like, so if they, you know, I prorated it for the amount of time from when they hired me to however long until the end of the month, you know, so I would charge them for two weeks or whatever. And then say, you know, your bill is due on the first, it's considered late on the 15th or whatever. And I sent, I would send the bills out uh, a week early. I know a lot of folks do it that way. I think that's too much time. I think your bill is due on the first of the month. If I don't have it on the first of the month, starting on the second of the month, I don't show up anymore. Because if you do give them another 14 days to pay this thing, then you're still out two weeks of pay if they, mm -hmm. another two weeks of pay if they decide not to pay you. So well, why should you let them owe? It, it definitely made it stressful for me because then I never had a consistent payday. It was always, you know, I would expect people to pay and then it would never work out that way. So I would never get my full amount of billed customers on that day. Everybody, you know, there would be stragglers and some people would pay later and some people would pay at the end of the month. And it was just definitely made it a lot more stressful on for me as trying to deal with that and everything else. What about when you first sign up the customer, you get a credit card number to be used when a payment's late? Just say, you know what, if we don't have the payment on the first, we're just going to build a credit card. I mean, that works for some people. Um, I've had a lot of people be like, yeah, I, we're going to have to wait a few months into service to see if it works out before I give you my credit card. Well, how about you? I'm a business. I got to run a business. I really don't care what you feel like it. That's this is what we offer. I mean, is that it takes part a lot of the reason? For, it, 
it for someone like me, it would take a lot to uh, stand ground like that. Uh, and I would need a lot of practice. Are we too wishy-washy and people just take advantage of us? Is that what it is? I mean, so be. you're saying you, you, and I'm sure you're not the only one. There's a lot of folks also that just can't say, okay, no, it has to be this way or you can find somebody else. Well, yeah. And especially for me, and I'm only speaking for me when I say stuff like this, I, when I started my, <laughs> let me recollect my thoughts here. I kind of was put out I got let go early from my job. I put in my notice and then they were like, I, I worked my notice and then it, they I was going to work an extra week and they were like, no, don't worry about it. So I kind of was had a surprise, even though I kind of knew it was coming. I was still kind of left with not really much. I had like one or two people that were my friends that were accounts. What are you saying? So I kind of just took whatever I could get, honestly. And so saying no to people was especially something like that would be really difficult. If you're trying to build a route, you know, if you're trying to build a route and you and you have a handful of accounts and you need to get to 50 in order to make what you were making two weeks ago, saying no to people just because they don't want to give you your credit card. Well, yeah, but how devastating is it then if that person doesn't pay you? Well, that is, there's, you know, there's that. <laughs> pop, 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 will you fucking with my money? You make a good point. I'm not saying that you're, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just letting you know from my standpoint. A lot of people view it the same way that you do. But the point being is, is that if you're afraid to stand your ground, not, and we can, I hate saying stand your ground in Florida, but <laughs> if you're, if you're one of those people that can't just lay out the law and say, this is how I'm going to run my business, then people are going to take advantage of you. How about put your foot down? And if it's in your first year and they don't pay you, it's devastating. And if they don't give you the credit card, go get somebody else who will. I want the credit card on file in case the payment's missed, period. That's a good point, yeah. And then you also have to realize that there are actually a lot of people that will give you the credit card. Well, let's say you go to Enterprise to rent a car, right? And they want your credit card number. And you say, no, I'm going to give you the credit card after I'm done renting it because I don't trust you. Isn't that the same thing you just said? Is Enterprise <laughs> going to give you the car? When you say it like that, it's pretty shitty sounding. Aren't you a legitimate business? Of course. And if somebody doesn't look at you like you're a legitimate business, do you really want that person as your customer? Yeah. F you're attracting the wrong kind of people and you're going to attract more of those people if you're wishy-washy and you're going to get people who... And you're asking for nothing but stress because that person's just going to argue with everything you say. You don't f with somebody's money. That's what it comes down to because that person depends on that. That's how they live. That's how they pay their bills. That's how they make sure they're not homeless. They have a roof over their heads. They have food in their bellies. They can feed their children. They have shoes on their children's feet and you start messing around with the money of a small business. That's what you're taking away from. So it's not just like Kmart. I can write it off. These folks can't write it off. You can't write it off. And if you're starting out, I get it. Most of the customers you get initially are going to be the customers that nobody else wants. But you can give and you can bend and you can do all that stuff you want as far as how you're offering service, but don't let them mess with your money. Well said. So <laughs> getting a credit card initially, right? That can help you to yeah. avoid delinquent accounts because you have the credit card number on file. How about this? You know, you were talking about giving them two weeks leeway. It's due on the first, but we'll let you go through till the second. You know what? F that noise. Here's the deal. Why should I let it go from four weeks late to being six weeks late? It's not going to happen. You don't pay on the first for that month. I'm not giving you two weeks of service for free. It's just not going to happen. 
I have the same thing with chlorine tablets. Did you ever go to somebody's house and fill their erosion feeder with tablets? No. And the reason we don't do that is because if they fire you, I'm not giving that sucker three pounds of tabs for free. There you go. I'm going to give you what you need to get through till the next time. I want it to be like the dinosaurs in Jurassic <laughs> Park, right? They used to inject them with lysine. So if they escaped the island, they would die. That's how I want the chlorine to be. I'm going to put in enough to get the next week. And if you fire me, your pool is going to die. That's exactly what I wanted you know that. to have. That's not being mean. This is running a business. That's what you need to do. So there are different things that you can do. And that's one of the great things. Don't give leeway on your due date. Have a credit card on file. You can call the customer as soon as they're late with a payment. You can't call them more than once in a day. That's illegal. You can't call them at their place of business unless they have given you permission <laughs> to. That also is illegal. You want to make sure that you maintain accurate records. Do not give anyone an excuse for not paying. I'm sorry, you mustn't have got the bill. That's an excuse you're giving them because you're being nice. Stop it. They got the friggin' bill. Pay the bill. And if you have QuickBooks, it shows you when they opened it. It doesn't matter. They, they know they owe on the first of the month anyway. So if they own a calendar, they know they need to pay you. The phone tells you what day it is. <laughs> uh, not everybody knows what day it is all day, just so you know. Well, you know what? It's the day to pay the pool person. That's what day it is. What about <laughs> letters? Have you ever sent letters looking to collect money? What now? Late notices. No. 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 Okay. I mean, maybe an email, never an actual letter. No? I've sent letters. Well, I mean, that you were doing pools 50 years ago. It wasn't 50 years ago. <laughs> Crackhead. <laughs> Jesus, Louise. All right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So sending letters back when we used to use mail and stamps and those kinds of things. Didn't they carry oh, it on horseback? Back in the day, <laughs> we used to give our letters to this man. He used to probably show up at the old saloon. You ask us, who had any mail that needs to go out today? And I'd always say, well, I have this one here, but I don't have a stamp. And he'd look at me and say, well, well you don't got a stamp. We haven't invented those <laughs> things yet. So let's just shit and stick it there and we'll get it well on its way. How did they what have the letters before stamps? How they have letters before stamps? They used to deliver the mail for free. Oh, on horseback. That's what I said. You can send a letter as a late notice, right? No, you so can we send stop an email. service. You can send an email, but you can send a letter. It has more impact. A pink one. Someone told me to make the paper pink and then it really stands out. Whatever you got to do, send them a letter. On the first of the month, that's when the payments do. You don't have the money on the first. That means starting the second forward. You don't show up till you get paid. You make a phone I do call. Like Look, that. I need my money. You send a letter. I need my money. You have a credit card for on file. So on the second, if they didn't pay you on the first, guess what? You go get your money. How cool is that? You can threaten contacting a collection agency, but the truth of the matter is you're probably not going to get one. I don't know of a collection agency that works for people in the pool industry just simply because it's I usually not a large enough dollar amount for them to feel compelled to go after because they want to get paid too. And usually they'll take about 50%. If you do find somebody, that's what you're looking at. So you can go to 
You can Small egg their claims. house. Just, just kidding. Don't you cannot egg their house. <laughs> I mean, you could, but it's probably not a good idea. I'm you just probably kidding. Would go to, Andrea will put you in jail if you listen. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Do not follow her. She's a bad influence. She will f*** up your life. <laughs> then the small claims court. Yeah, but I mean, the same thing with the with the collections agency. No, it would have to be like a decent amount and well, to, for it to be worth your time. To be worth your time. So what you're saying is you need to establish a f*** it amount. There's an amount Aha. of money that you'll just say f*** it. And then there's amount of money that you'll pursue. And you need to establish what that is ahead of time. Because Andrea is right. You don't want to be wasting all this time chasing 50 bucks. We don't chase $50. Are you tired of cool toys left all over your customer's pool every time you come out to clean it? You need Poolabunga. Poolabunga uses proven technology and will have those floats scattered across the lawn in no time. Made from military-grade plastic explosives, you are guaranteed to get the floats out of your way and have a blast doing it. Get Poolabunga today. Detonator sold separately. My situation was $2.50. This chick owed me $2.50, and she kept telling me that she was going to leave it under one of the couch cushions on her back porch. And I would go, and for like three weeks, she strung me along, and finally I was like, yo, 250 bucks. Cause I'm like, it's going to be more if you don't pay me, you know, it was a, it was quite the text exchange. <laughs> I had my sister, I was sending my sister screenshots and she was like, okay, say this. <laughs> Cause your sister's a lawyer. No, my sister just was had, had a better head on her at that time, I guess. It worked what she told, I said what she said and it worked. Is this the dark haired one? <laughs> no. This is the other one, the one that lives in North Carolina. Yes. All right. So you have to have that amount set in your mind. You know, how much is really worth chasing? You know, before I go down there, I file this, I go before a judge, I spend all this time. I mean, you know what? We don't need to do things for the matter of principle. It's dumb. It's going to cost you money. Unless you got money to burn. Who's this a matter of principle to? That person who, when they actually grant a judgment, do not establish a means of forcing them to pay you because there's nobody that says you're going to get that money. Even if you do go to small claims court, they don't make them give it to you. Is 50 bucks worth it? No. Is 250 worth it? I don't know. It depends on who you are. 500, 1,000, things along those lines. Now you're starting to get to more realistic amounts of money that are worth chasing. Mm-hmm. But we can implement all those things we talked about a few moments ago so that we can keep these delinquent payers to a minimum. We don't want to have every customer paying us two weeks late because now they know they can. I agree with you. What do you think about things about like um, certain uh, insider codes, like um, the red dot on the inside of the time clock? I don't want to talk about blacklisting people this week. We can talk about how to blacklist customers next on, in one of the other okay. ones. Right now, I just want to make sure that you get paid as far as how you know not to take a customer. I don't know if that's exactly a legal conversation, but what the hell? We don't care. We'll have it anyway. <laughs> so, But just not right now. Right okay. now, I want to talk about getting you your money. So here's one of the things that you can do. And if you're it depends on how large of a company you are. We talked about collection agencies, right? If it's only one or two things a year, you know, you may find somebody out there who's willing to take you on for that. You can get a lawyer to write a letter, draft a letter for a certain dollar amount to somebody. That's usually a little bit more threatening when it comes from a lawyer. Mm -hmm. 
You or might. if you have a lawyer customer, you could just, you know, trade a month for a letter. Absolutely. Or you know what? I, I can't imagine it costs more than 50, 75 bucks to have somebody draft a letter. But again, I don't know. you have to have that amount in mind because why would I spend $75 to recover 50 bucks? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, unless you're vindictive. <laughs> well, truth of the matter is, is we don't sell a very expensive product unless you start building pools or installing equipment. And this does happen to those folks as well. They take a 50% deposit, but then they want the rest of their money. And, you know, it's in the paper all the time about all these pool pros that didn't show up and didn't do their job after getting paid a deposit. You know what? There's a lot of people that do do the job and then get stood up for the second half of that payment as well. Can you go get the equipment back? No, that's illegal. Can't jump over to somebody's fence, cut out a piece of equipment and take it with you. You so cannot what should, confiscate your stuff back. So what should you do there? Um, I don't know. I don't follow those posts till the end. I just know that doing that is illegal. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Okay, so your AC unit breaks down at your home. You have to have the repairman come out to fix it. When do you pay him? Immediately. While he's there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. They, they uh, I brilliant. talked about having a septic tank uh, in the last episode or in the lat whatever earlier. And uh, yeah, they didn't start until I paid them. So yeah, exactly. So the same thing you show up, you're going to install a piece of equipment. That's great. Pay me. I need to be paid. So it's either going to be before I put it in or I'm going to not leave until you pay me after I put it in. Don't bill people for this stuff. Even if they're good customers, who cares? This is how they're used to paying for every other repair at their home. Why should you be different? Get the money while you're there. The longer this goes on, the longer you wait to get money, the harder it is to get money. I agree. Yeah. Look at it that way. So don't extend credit if you don't have to ever. And while we're on the subject of treating ourselves like every other industry, we need to start taking naps in the lawns like the landscapers do. <laughs> under the trees there you go so take your hour lunch take a little nap you know hello there my name is jack and i'm with sleepy time pool service <laughs> could you imagine well you know what do you do you drag a pillow along with your hammerhead or riptide as you go in the backyard that's what the crate on the bottom's for your pillow so <laughs> hey you know what that bottom bucket fits a uh fits a six can cooler perfectly well i'm gonna challenge either the folks at hammerhead or the folks at riptide right whoever's listening which one of those the first one to actually post a picture of their cleaner with a pillow in it and <laughs> hashtag me so i can see it i will give them the background in our group on facebook for a period of 30 days First one, post a picture of their cleaner, and it has to be the manufacturer with a pillow installed in the crate at the bottom of their unit. What do you I think? I like it. I like okay. it. Okay. I'm going to send if they it over to Riptide. Well, you, you need to be fair and send it to both of them. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So here's a thought for you. What about reporting them to the credit bureau? Uh, that's one I haven't heard. Can you do that? You know, you can file a lien against somebody, right? Mm -hmm. But unless you're a licensed contractor and you have meticulous records, they're probably going to toss that on you. And of course, you don't get paid money from a lien until they tried to sell their house anyway, right? Mm -hmm. 
that's how they're forced. They can't sell their home without clearing that lien. But reporting somebody to a credit bureau, and you know what? You can. But it's not going to apply to everybody. It's going to apply to a lot of people. But it's a lot easier than you think. But you need to be proactive, and you need to establish this relationship with a credit bureau ahead of time. Set it up so that you are a reporter. Uh, I think they call it, what's the exact wording for it? I don't know. Um, don't ask me. This is your idea. <laughs> it's not an idea. It's a thing. Credit bureaus exist. Gosh darn it. Well, I mean, it's like your, uh, <laughs> you know. My my revelation. So your there are people. No, well, there's there's credit reporters. That's what they do. They actually report. There, I mean, you know, when you go out and you get a credit card or something like that, it can help you or it can hurt you depending on how well you pay. So this is actually an advantage to your customers that pay well. If you are an author, a, a member of a credit agency, if you're a member of a credit bureau, this can actually help your customers as well and be looked at as a selling feature. If you're a member of a credit bureau, because you report on how well they pay or how they don't pay, but you have to do it ahead of time. Oh, and then you'll scare off the deadbeats. You'll scare off the deadbeats, right? So you'll have that open to you. And then you'll report who pays well and who doesn't. Here's the thing. Like I said, you want to be proactive and you'll need to have for the minimum, um, TransUnion, I think, has the lowest amount. You have to have at least 100 customers. Oh, I was going to ask if there was some kind of... Uh prerequisites. So there are a few steps you have to go through. Like I said, TransUnion has the minimum amount of invoices necessary, and you have to have at least 100. You'll have to fill out an application, a letter of intent. You'll need to have uh, third-party verification of your credentials, your bank trade references. You need proof of uh, lender sponsorship. Uh, you have to prove that you're a business or a licensed contractor, and you may have to have somebody come out to do an inspection to take a look at all this stuff, but it might be worth the investment. If you have the ability to report somebody to a creditor, a credit bureau, when they don't pay you, nobody wants to have their credit ruined. Nobody wants a bad mark on their credit. No. They may need to purchase something later on. Is it worth doing? I think that it is. It's a pretty decent idea. You have to have the 100 customers. Again, you have to have that amount. So keep in mind, you know, am I getting losing enough money that I need to take these steps? Or is it not that much and I don't need to worry about it? But this isn't something you can do after the fact. The other thing you need to consider is it's not just reporting the bad stuff. If you go with a credit bureau, you have to report on how well every one of your customers pays every month. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool, though. Well, that's that. That's what you were saying about the incentive for your customers. Well, yeah, you'll be reporting if they good, pay. good credit as well as bad credit. But that's something that you can actually do that will follow them around and might make them feel more inclined to pay you. And to your point, it could scare off the deadbeats right at, from the get-go when you bring it up. If you have the customer's information and their birthday and you are a member of that credit bureau, you can report, but you have to report everybody every month. You have to have at least with TransUnion, a hundred people, but then you could, you know, somebody didn't pay me. They ripped me off, put that mark on their credit. I like it. Now I wouldn't do it over stupid amounts though. Like I said, you have to have that dollar right. amount in your head. If you start doing this to people for 10 and 20 bucks, you're going to look like a chooch. And if you look like a chooch, I was laughing at the word chooch and then you're going to get bad reviews and stuff. Well, then they're not going to want to go with your business, right? Because they think that he's going to, 
oh, yeah, you're going to flip out over every little dollar. You know what? I forget to pay you $20 one week. And look, boom, there I am. Bad credit. So you can't have that either. So you have to be and you will probably get bad reviews. It doesn't matter. You know, oh, the asshole reported me to the credit. I didn't even get their bill. You know what? They, they're going to lie. People lie. But you, here's the thing about reviews. You can read the reviews and tell. You can tell, especially based off of the other ones, which ones are bogus and which one, like you said in uh, the last episode, which one's a Karen, right? Or we change that to an Andrea, right? <laughs> so which one's... No, we changed it to a Rudy. But which ones or whatever. You know what I'm talking about, though? We don't want anybody to... I know what? You can write it off as bad debt. doesn't matter. Who cares? That's money that should be in your pocket, not money you should be writing off as bad debt. You should be paid. You're no less of a business than any other business. Because you're good enough, because you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. That was the daily affirmation. The best way not to have to deal with bad debt is not to give anybody credit and don't accrue any bad debt. If you don't give anybody credit, it's not likely that you're going to have to worry about chasing money or having bad debt from your customers. If you are in a position where somebody owes you money, you know, follow some of the steps we talked about. What about offering a payment plan when somebody owes you money, right? Offer them a payment plan. At least maybe you'll get some rolling in. Maybe you can come up with some amount that they'll pay. Meet them halfway. Just get some money in. Like I said, if you go to a collection agency, they're going to take 50% anyway. So if you can get 50% of it, you save yourself time. You cut your losses. Say goodbye to them. Send them on their way. And if you feel like joining a credit bureau is a good idea to help you in the future, I don't think that's a bad idea. What do you think, Andrea? I think that is a terrific idea. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And um, don't forget to follow us on all the socials. Leave us reviews on Apple because that helps us out. You can, you know, leave us reviews anywhere you like, I guess. But the one that counts is Apple. And check us out on all the socials. and. I'm out. That's it for me. Don't let anybody owe you money. Catch you next week. Be good. Bitch better have my money. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to pool Pool-Mageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 